0: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer. I'm the youngest sister. And I think fall is finally here. Liz, would you say in the LA basin, it's finally here?
2: Well, it's plunged into the 60s here in Santa Monica, Leah. So I guess I guess that's fall. The trick is, at what point do I actually turn off my afternoon air conditioning? That has not happened yet. So does it fall, no fall? I don't know. Julie, how about you? This is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. I'm the oldest sister.
1: And I declared last week it was fall no matter what. And you know what I did? I put a sweater on and made a big pot of stew. I almost died of heat because <laughs> Is still 90 degrees here, but it's fall no matter what.
2: Okay, that's the you're spirit. Just, you're just going by the calendar, not that's about it. any. I, I just we've had enough of that
1: other season, it's done. <laughs> I'm not even going to name that other season. Okay, you see that?
0: We're going to move on. Okay, moving on. All right, we're moving on here to what's what's on the show today, people. Well, I'll tell you what's on the show. Uh, you know, Julie, you have a fantastic spy story. You're our spy uh, desk. And our spy master. The espionage desk,
1: the Satellite Sister espionage <laughs> desk is all fired up this week. I've got a, a fresh
0: story for you. And then you also have a ton of TV shows to recommend in the espionage category, correct? Yes. This is as you're trying to decide whether or not to go see the James Bond movie. I've got some spy, international spy shows for you to Mm. consider.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, Liz, the triumphant return of Cooking with Liz. We're going to do a little recap and then you're going to tell us what's up next. Right. Are you
2: just saying triumphant return because that's what I put in the show notes? Or do you believe it was triumphant? Well, I we agree. can
0: just we can discuss. <laughs> she's, so as, sensi- a,
1: she's so sensitive, Lynn, about yes. these things. Yes. I mean, yes.
0: in as much as polenta could be triumphant. Yeah, you know. <laughs> OK, yeah. I okay. have a I have a health block. Some on the serious end, some, uh, exciting news for breast cancer and lung cancer patients about chemotherapy, uh, a new kind of yoga we're grooving on out here in Los Angeles, hypno yoga. It's exactly what you think. (laughs) And then
2: what it's ridiculous. What is, I don't know what that is.
0: Okay. All those things. It's all, can't wait. wait. And And then, you know, Martha Stewart is 80. She's 80. Well, happy birthday,
2: Martha. Yeah, Yeah, she
0: turned 80 in August. And, you know, for me, she's clickbait. And I saw a headline. (laughs) I want to share with you what Martha eats all day long. Okay, that's that's it. Is
1: it polenta?
0: (laughs) It is not. All right. We have we have a lot more, a lot more happening. But Liz, what's happening in your neck of the woods there? All right. Well, speaking of health and aging, sisters,
2: I don't know what you did this weekend, (laughs) but Shalane Flanagan ran two marathons. Okay. She ran the Chicago marathon on Sunday and the Boston marathon on Monday. But really? guess what? There's more. Wait, wait. <laughs> she has already run to this fall and she's running two more. She's going to run Tokyo and New York in November. So she will have run six marathons mm-hmm. this fall. Uh And why did she do it? You might ask yourself, why would anyone run six marathons? Well, first of all, in case you don't know, Chalene Flanagan, she is a big time American marathoner. She won the New York City Marathon in 2017. She's a coach now. And what happened this year because of, you know, the current unpleasantness is that a lot of the spring marathons like Boston got pushed into the fall. And she thought, look at this, six marathons, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. That is never going to happen again. And as she says to the New York Times, it was
0: just fun to have a big goal. Wow. That, all right. That's so, what separates her from all of us. From, from of humans. Yeah, I mean,
1: it just even hurts to hear that she, you know, she's doing, doing this. I know. I know. I mean, but she's a coach, Liz. Uh, Would a a coach tell someone to run six
2: marathons back to back to back to back to back? I think they would tell them to have a big goal, whatever motivates you. Okay. Of course, I am attracted to the details in the story where it says she's already had two major knee constructions. That was only in 2019. (laughs) She had two major knee constructions. And FYI, her patellas. Have hamstring tendons from cadavers. So, again, she is not like us. No, she is. So, one last thing. So, there is like a special name for people that run marathons back to back like this. Where did I put this in my notes? So, it's so, so she's running six sub three hour marathons in 43 days. That's a lot. Cause when she was a pro, she only ran two marathons a year so anyway, big goal. But so this group, this will gain her entry in a group called Marathon Maniacs Sisters. (laughs) I think we can all agree. It's a group in Tacoma, Washington, that requires aspiring members to run two marathons within 16 days or three within 90. So she took it a little bit further. And I say, go for it, Shalane, you know, cross that New York City finish line in under three hours. I can't wait. But yeah, it's it's exhausting just to read about, right? But the lesson here is, it's good to have a big goal, whatever it is. Mine happens to be walk around the block with my dog every morning. Right, that's there it. Building right. back up. For- Hashtag little victories. That's it. You are a
1: maniac Liz in your, own, in your own world. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. All right. Well, she, while she was doing all that running, I was certainly lying on the couch uh, getting the details. Cause as I said, I run the satellite sister espionage desk. And the reason that I do that is that I lived in spy city, AKA Moscow for a number of years. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm fascinated by spies met a lot of spies uh, thought other people were spies, and so just love a good spy story. But this one is this one's true, so it's kind of very sad too. I'm sure that you saw the story this week of Jonathan tebby and and his wife Diane were arrested. For espionage. And uh, Jonathan is or was a U.S. Navy employee, and he and his wife are charged with attempting to share s- secrets about our nuclear sum- submarine technology with a foreign country. Okay. Ooh. That's do, we know, do we know what the foreign country was? No, they haven't disclosed oh. what the foreign country is, but it's one of the countries that has nuclear submarines. So it's a small mm. subset. So Jonathan has been had top secret uh, security clearance for 10 years. His wife uh, taught humanities, Leon, in a private school in Annapolis. Okay, but the details of their of this arrest warrant and that has come out are just to me, it's mind boggling because it, it was, you know, the FBI uncovered this. The FBI was in on this sting but it's like I wanted to ask Jonathan and Diane, did you watch the series The Americans right. and that's what you based it on? Because here are some of the details. Like, first okay. of all, Jonathan mailed a package of state secrets in the in the U.S. mail to a foreign uh, country saying hey I've got some state secrets and get this he mailed it on April 1st 2020 mm-hmm. and just to make sure that the foreign country actually believed him he wrote in his note this is not a hoax okay wow okay
2: he <laughs> <Okay>. seems, <laughs> kind of, seems kind of amateurish though but yes <laughs> yes, yes like
1: Like maybe he should have watched those episodes very a little more carefully. Um, uh, His wife has been indicted because she appears that she was the lookout person. They did dead drops. You know, you've seen. I love those. I love love those. Those Those are the best. Okay, okay. But you did you know that he was passing state secrets? Okay, a a number of times. So he was draw. He had data on a data card, and he put it in the middle of a peanut
2: butter sandwich. Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. Fantastic.
2: That's great.
1: Okay. That was one. That seems
2: like some advanced spy craft right there. I don't know where he learned that. I
1: mean, that is in like the spy museum (laughs) in Washington, D.C. Maybe they went there. I don't know. Another. I think Harriet, I think Harriet the spy did that.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. She liked tomato sandwiches. Right.
1: Another time they passed a memory card in a sealed Band-Aid wrapper. Okay. Mm -hmm. They had a little. Okay. So (laughs) I mean, but but at one of these dead drops, because he would go, uh, Jonathan and his wife, Diane, would go together. Um, She needed a babysitter, Leanne. She has Mm -hmm. two young children. Right. So she went on Facebook like, hey, I need a babysitter uh, for about five or six hours. So uh, she didn't indicate that she was driving to West Virginia for the dead drop to uh, (laughs) state state secrets. But again, it seems like that's a big electronic. Electronic tale that you you'd have, and the worst I, to me, I, this is a terrible story. You know, it's a terrible story right. that there would be traitors that that they would be passing secrets. But the other part was they didn't really get a big payday. Um, that they had were, negotiated with, you know, who they thought was a foreign country that they were getting installments of cryptocurrency. Of course, they were, uh, that's how yeah, they wanted to be right. paid. But they were only getting like 10 grand for, you know, for each wow. income. In yes, leigh I mean, they weren't getting millions of dollars. The, the most they got was 100 grand of uh, cryptocurrency.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: now, you know, now they're traders or they're accused traders. And uh, it yeah. seems like they have quite a bit of evidence against them. Uh, quite. A, it was quite a you know sting operation, and you just think, you know, what was that all? What about? was that about? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the right.
0: fascinating part of that story. Yeah, what was that about?
2: Like, what wow. was the motivation? But well,
0: they um, must believe people get away with it,
2: even though we see people get caught all the time. Are there a lot more people who are not getting caught? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a very good question. <laughs> there but, might be. But 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 that they
1: were asking for such small amounts of money. Maybe they thought they could, you know, really extend this, you know, you know, that large amount of money, you know, would have uh would have tipped something off. I don't know. There was they, you know, there was um that Jonathan was also in a, a medieval sword sword group that he had uh, mm. swordsmanship. That's what yeah. he did. And he did get a new sword. So that raised <laughs> Three, some know. eyebrows, <laughs> some eyebrows. But it's just, you know, I, I mean, it's it's a sad tale. They're, you know, two children that their parents are now both arrested and that they, you know, would give away this. It, it was, you know, you know, very high level um, um, information. So, yeah. But and honestly,
2: just, it looks yeah. so stressful being a spy. I mean, yeah. look at the way the Americans ended. That was yeah. that just did not
1: turn out well for them at all. Right. It's not a good life. Okay. Uh so uh
2: that's that's the lesson. Okay. Right. That's our takeaway. Yeah. All right.
0: Good work. Good work, Julie. When does this become a a four-part podcast? Are you working on that?
2: I I, I am.
1: am. Excellent. The peanut butter sandwich was really that is that's a nice detail, right? They Mm -hmm. I like it.
0: Um hey, guess what I'm doing this week? What I'm I'm leaving my house, and that's exciting. (laughs) Hi. Uh, we're going to she podcast. You know, we mentioned this on the show. Liz Ooh. and I are speaking. We're the keynote speakers on Saturday. at She podcast, which is a wonderful community of female podcasters. Uh, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this is the first time I've been gone for more than one night in two years.
1: A land. That's wow. amazing. That is Yeah. Amazing. I mean, wow. you know,
0: circumstances being what they were, there was the cancer, then the pandemic and yeah. the canceled book tour and a bunch of other canceled plans. And my husband and I spent one night on the central coast of California 18 months ago. And that was it. I, <laughs> I mean, so, you're, you're
1: like, you're out of, you're out of practice. You, you're
0: so out of practice, Julie, yeah. this is the thing. Like I can't even face the packing yesterday. I, I actually opened up my makeup bag. You know how you keep a, a makeup bag with your trip stuff in it. I mm-hmm. didn't take, I don't take stuff out. It's usually all the free samples I get. I just throw in the makeup bag and things had gone bad things. <laughs> <laughs> like I opened it up and it was like musty and like <laughs> dust came out. Of the bag. Oh, not good. Not good.
1: Leah.
0: Wow. <laughs> so I, I'm just sort of tossing cleaning and I am preparing, but you're right. I am out of practice and We have not been to this conference before. It's only the second time they've had it, and so even just thinking, like, what do I wear? What are we supposed to wear on stage? Mm -hmm. Like, going with a caftan, Leah? I mean, exactly, Julie. It's tempting. I was like, it must be kind of casual, or people in business clothes. Do I have business clothes? I know they sent all the speakers a free pair of jeans. I was like, okay, well, I'll be wearing these jeans on stage in some way. (laughs) Thank you, Democracy Jeans. They're very comfortable, aren't they? Very
2: comfortable. (laughs) I'm really enjoying mine. Yeah.
0: So so the good news is they actually sent an email yesterday. Apparently, I wasn't the only one thinking, what's happening? What am I going to wear at this conference? What to pack? This is from the She Podcast team. And here's their pro tip. It made me laugh out loud. Getting dressed doesn't mean getting dressed up. Just because you're dressed, you're not necessarily super dressed up. You're just dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a good place to start. Just Just dressed.
1: That's a direction, it's sort of. Yeah. They just want
0: you to know they said, This isn't back-to-back Zoom calls. This is old-fashioned, getting to know you in person, meeting people the real way. And then they specified, basically, please don't wear sweats or pajamas to the conference. (laughs) They did? They did? They did. They did. They're like, we know you want to be comfortable, but- you know, this is, they're trying to get people psyched up to like embrace the business aspect of this. Yes. So I found that very helpful. So the good news is I'm driving so I can overpack at my leisure. I'm looking forward to that. I don't have to just shove everything in a carry on. Uh-huh. Uh, I can bring all the extra shoes I need. I can bring my yoga mat. That's exciting. And, uh, I have two new eye pencils, so I feel like I'm ready to go <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Two? Wow. Yeah. Like,
2: God, you raised the issue of the makeup. I'm gonna have to look into that. I look,
0: your makeup's dead. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> it's dead.
2: Wow. Okay, I have like 48 hours to solve that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I I went to go replace some about a month ago at just the benefit store right here in my neighborhood, and supply chain breakdown. They didn't yeah. have any of the stuff I wanted. The basic foundation with SPF, totally out. And that's not something you can order online because, you know, you have to match your skin anyway. Right. Whatever. Okay. Good warning, And Wow.
0: <laughs> Get on okay. it. Get on it, Liz. Okay, Liz, are you ready pants. to go? Yeah. I mean, we do have to talk about our presentation. We did a quick 10 minute talk yes. about that yesterday. <laughs> I took some notes on an envelope. We're good. Uh, okay. but
2: okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my dilemma. Uh, you mentioned you're driving, um, I'm trying to decide, and I know I'm going on Friday, I'm trying to still trying to decide whether to fly or drive. And because the flight is an hour and a half, the drive is like six and a half. Mm-hmm. But then when you do the actual work back schedule from if, an, if it's an 830 a.m. flight, and I that means I would want to be at LAX at 630, which means leaving here at six, which means. A, that's there's driving, there's parking, there's walking through the airport, which not my strong suit lately. You know, I've yeah. used wheelchair service, mm-hmm. like there's all of that. Then there's mm, interaction with the public, a yeah. lot of people <laughs> at LAX. So I think if I flew there, I would only be saving like 10 minutes, really, if you <laughs> add it all up. <laughs> Versus a
1: toss-up. Yeah. Versus, toss up. Yeah. versus don't
2: you think, Julie, versus just being alone in my car for six hours? I think I think I might go with the driving, just so I don't have to like shift gears too many times. The 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 shuttle buses, the the all of that, the people, the full-time masking. I anyway, I I probably should decide very soon because yeah. if I'm gonna fly, that needs to be booked. But I'm thinking alone in my car for six hours. Is pro- probably, probably Sounds the way good. to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm driving because then I'm also going on to Sedona for a three-day meeting afterwards. So these two things just happen to back, oh, nice. to back up together. So after she podcasts, I'm r- driving up to Sedona. So I'm looking forward to that. So it seemed well, like an oh, automatic Liam, You're having
1: me. a wild time over there. I <laughs>
0: cannot <laughs> wait to be out of my house and not have to cook dinner for seven straight to, days. You don't I, have to cook dinner. That's I know. Good. I can't. I can't even. I just, or the, I can't. I just can't tell you how tired i am I, I made one pot roast and they're, then they're on their own i can't I, I said i'm not buying any salad fixings i know you won't fix any salads so, so
2: i can't I believe can't you've wait. lasted this long that's okay. good good for you good for okay. you been, well, some, rough girls. Okay. Yeah, been yeah.
0: some rough days yeah been some rough days
2: all right and so remember will- she she podcasts it's a virtual conference too so yeah you can buy a virtual ticket which i think for me is one of the reasons why Getting fully dressed, if it was just the people in the room who were going to see you in your pajama like thing, that would be one thing. But if you think people are home watching you, it does require real clothes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that
0: says uh, those virtual tickets are only $49 now. So we'll, we'll have the link in the show notes to she Podcast If you want to join in, maybe you're thinking about starting a podcast or just a podcast fan, or there's just a lot of good business and marketing advice, even if you are, uh, do a run a website and things like that. So could be helpful to you in whatever business you're in and the virtual tickets now are just $49 for the whole conference, which is pretty great. So, um, and you'll be okay. Able to there is one, there's
2: tonight. one last detail though, that you didn't mention when you were talking about pajamas is that the actual Friday night activity at the conference is a pajama party. It <laughs> is a pajama party. Yeah. Oh, so. so Julie, we've discussed yes. whether or not we, we will attend that because here's my thing do I want to wear pajamas to a pajama party at a conference? No, no. Do I want to be the kind of person who shows up at a pajama party at a conference, not in pajamas? No. So yeah, (laughs) I think the only alternative is room service.
1: (laughs) You're the the keynote speakers. You're speaking on Saturday, right? So they'll have seen you in your pajamas on Friday night. uh, Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 But that's that's what they're
2: going for. They're going for friendly fun, Yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah. But that's no matter what you say on Saturday that people are going to be thinking of, Oh, I saw that girl in her pajamas. (laughs) Right. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Well, we'll we'll keep you updated. We want, you know, we want to be, we want to be good participants. Yes. um, Of course
1: you will be. Of course you will be. We want to
0: be open and open to new experiences and meeting people just not in our pajamas. So, (laughs) so, okay. We have to do some ads here. Liz summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling you're grilling I mean, and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well,
2: you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leon. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box. Is what uh, what uh, what I'm recommending? Yeah. either way, you're just going to buy <laughs> meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you. I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops
0: are really good, and the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood – Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, okay, back. we're back. We're back. Go for it, Jewel.
1: Hey, you know, last week, Liz, you talked about the whistleblower Frances Haugen, who mm-hmm. testified before Congress. She was a former uh, member of the Facebook, worked for Facebook. Um, And she talked about a lot of stuff, but in, in particular, she talked about that Facebook was aware through their own research that Instagram, which Facebook owns, has a real negative impact on teen girls. And, you know, I just was I've been reading more about that and it's really kind of powerful what both the Facebook knows about this site, you know, about Instagram, that 32% of teen girls said that when they felt, they felt bad about their bodies after going on Instagram and that, you know, Instagram actually made them feel worse. Um, You know, Instagram, as we know, is loaded with people, pictures of people with perfect bodies and all of that. And teens blame Instagram for an increased rate of anxiety and depression. And This is a very popular um, app that's used by teens. 22 million teens log into Instagram every single day. And it doesn't seem like, or at least according to um, the whistleblower, that Facebook really wasn't trying to address this. And I wanted to bring that up to discuss because I kind of feel like you know, here is something that we know is damaging teen girls, their body image, there's over-sexualization, eating disorders, even teen boys uh, feel badly when they go on, you know, uh, Instagram, they see all these ripped abs and, you know, they feel badly about their own um, body images. And, you know, it just made me think, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, I mean, we could wait around for Congress to do something and maybe they will, but, I also feel like, you know, like communities, parents, grandparents need to kind of stand up and say, you know, we know this is really bad for teenagers and teen girls in
0: particular, and we have to stop it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a couple of things, I I think, I mean, it's terrible what Facebook's doing and they could fix it. She said, all you have to do is change the algorithm. So yes, Mm -hmm. they're doing this knowingly. And it's like, to you, you put in the hashtag healthy recipe. And then the next thing you know, you're in a community for people who are telling you how to, you know, how to successfully be bulimic. So it's, it's so quick and so fast. And you go down the rabbit hole. And it's just having, as you said, dire consequences. I just feel like putting any pressure on parents to monitor this is just always a solution. I hear people say, and it's just impossible to monitor your kids online. I'm sorry. It's just, I, we've been through it. You know, my kids were sort of the first to get those iPads for education. And once you hand kids all of their schoolwork online, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. Like you can't pretend that parents can stop this. So yes, I think communities can band together, but they, the banding together should be to pressure Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mm-hmm. think,
1: or my idea is I think there should be flip phone schools. Like, okay. Like <laughs> you can attend high school, but you can only have a flip phone in this high school that you don't, that you're not connected to the internet. You know, I, think- Oh, you're
2: in the turn back the clock. Yes.
0: Yeah. yes. Okay.
1: I put, yeah, put I, the I
0: genie mean, back in the bottle. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: I
0: just don't think you can. I mean, what parent wants their kids to be that far behind at school?
2: Well, because <laughs> that's I,
0: what they would be. I mean, I, I'm just trying to be realistic. Like it's a great idea, flip phone schools, except no parent on earth wants their kids to be behind like that. And no, that's what they doing. I know they, they don't want it. to
1: be behind, but I I just I mean, I just feel like th- you know, this is, you know, there are a lot of flashing red lights. Like this is really bad for teens and all the adults are not doing anything to fix it you know
2: well here's here's right. what i think Here, because the you're right it's hard to know who exactly like can parents do it can congress do it but every time i hear some slick facebook spokesperson say but we do believe in regulation and maybe we should regulate some of these things i'm like What are you waiting for then? You don't have to wait for, if it's the right thing to do, you can do it without the government forcing you to do it, right? Like, what's stopping you people? If you know what the right thing to do is, so Right. I feel like they're the ones that need to be doing what they know would begin to address the problem. And one thing the whistleblower was saying is that in a lot of these meetings or the discussions about, well, we could do A, B, C, D, or E. If, if A was the one that impacted their, their income the least, even though they knew it wasn't really fixing the problem, they always chose A. So yeah. I, you don't get to stand up Facebook and say, oh, please regulate us. No, I say, Regulate yourself. (laughs) Just, just, this is a very serious issue. And they always say, like, these are all executives. Do they allow their own kids to behave this way? That a lot of them don't even let their kids go online.
1: Anyway, they would they would be coming to my flip phone school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: (laughs) again though. I don't believe that one bit. I I just don't. I don't believe that there's anyone over the age of thirteen that's really not online. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I don't believe the Silicon Valley people when they say that. It's it's like saying, you know, I only watch public television. Okay, stop. <laughs> I just I mean, I was surprised how quickly when we were forced to give the kids iPads like in middle school. I just could not believe how quickly you lose control of their yeah. you know yeah. where they are. It's just their their digital diet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they're so much diet. smarter than all the yeah. the grown-ups at school in terms of that stuff. So everything but at the same time we now have like 30% of our students in remote schools. So now what? Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so yeah, I'm with you, Liz, Facebook could do the right thing and parents and schools and, you know, teenagers themselves should pressure Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, if they wanted to get off Facebook, they would make, they could make the decision. That's too. You could empower teens to do that.
1: Okay. Well, it starts right here. Uh, it like okay. sisters. Okay. <laughs> really?
0: No, I, I know, but then we're stuck. We're but stuck. Facebook, Facebook knows too. what to do. They just need to do it.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. All right, changing topics a little bit, a little health block here for us on Satellite Sisters. All right, there was a great piece in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago um, by the health reporter Gina Collada. Was she on our show back in the old days? She was, yeah. Okay. She's always so great. She's good. I mean, she writes very thorough pieces. And it was all about the advances in chemotherapy, cancer without chemotherapy, a totally different world. And she outlines a lot of new treatments particularly for breast and lung cancers. So I just wanted to highlight this article and we'll have a link at the Facebook or a link at our show notes and we'll put a link in the group and in Pep Talk this week because if you've been through breast cancer, you're going through it, or you have a friend or family member, it'd be great to get educated on it. You know, our mom had lung cancer and she had to have that chemotherapy. And that was some of the worst days of my life being around my mom. I can't imagine what it was like for her. So I'm happy to see that there are a lot of different options open now with the you know, genetic testing that they can do to see how receptive your body will actually be. And there are all kinds of uh, immunotherapies that are very effective now so that the automatic chemotherapy used to be such an automatic treatment for both breast and lung cancer, and it's not anymore. So I was happy to see that. And I just wanted to mention it. October, of course, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we also want to bug you a little bit as your satellite sisters to schedule your mammogram. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I need a reminder, Liam. good reminder. Yep. Yep lot of lot of uh simple healthcare preventative measures have been getting put to the side because of covid so please schedule your mammogram uh and we're going to bug you again by the end of, <laughs> in, <laughs> the end of october cuz that's what we're here for okay uh another story i read that just seems so la i loved it uh a new kind of yoga class here in los angeles called hypno yoga okay oh, now oh if gosh. you're i know i know rachel so Go yes ahead. you guessed it this is a class that combines kundalini yoga with hypnosis okay (laughs) Okay. does that mean
1: you'll like it better
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe julie and here's the best part it's actually taught at hollywood forever which is a cemetery so you've got the three things (laughs) it's outside julie people love it it's a very peaceful place all the practitioners said you know it's kind of quiet in a cemetery not a lot's happening it's it's a good place to commune okay So, so Kundalini yoga is a lot of breath work. I particularly don't like Kundalini, but you just sit a lot around a lot and just do a lot of heavy breathing. Okay. And other people love it, but it's supposed to be very, you know, cleansing the toxic things out of you. And then the the hypnotist who teaches the hypnosis, it's at the end during Shavasana. She's a 30 year experienced uh, hypnotist, which I'm very skeptical about hypnotism, Mm -hmm. And then the cemetery. Well, it's great. It's, it's, you actually practice on the Douglas Fairbanks lawn. So what could be oh. wrong with that? <laughs> um, but here's why it works. According to the hypnotist, she said, the reason I blended kundalini yoga with hypnosis is that when you do this expanded breath work, you alter your brainwave patterns into an alpha state, which replicates a mild hypnotic state and you're more receptive to the feedback she gives. Right? You're suspicious. So she's hypnotizing the
2: whole group at the same time? Yeah, Just during she- light hypnosis you're yeah, just a little
0: light hypnosis to go with your deep breath breath. Work. she and wakes you
2: up at the end? Are yeah, you, or you or wake up. Leave you on the grave
1: there. No. You're
0: lying on that grave. She uses the hypnosis as as mild affirmations. Oh, so it's not okay. like okay. Now you're gonna take your clothes off and you know, <laughs> run naked through the Not like the magic
2: shows you see on yes. TV. Yeah,
0: you're a horse, but. Um, <laughs> It's- so she's she's saying things like um she's saying things like your immune system is strong and healthy and it will keep you strong and healthy or you know your this practice has expanded your heart and opened you up for love stuff like that Julie so oh, okay. it's 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 not it's not dangerous but it's very LA so just want to alert people free and or- I
2: think you
1: have to try it I
2: think
0: I
1: agree
2: like with it. you Julie yeah, I think um, Leanne now you're obligated to at least try it once so i have they can- to say
0: i i other than the kundalini part i was like i kind of like this i'd like to go to that cemetery and do this so w- if i return from my trip i mean let's yes, hope if you make <laughs> yes. it back yeah
1: because liz you're you're not a good candidate for this because you used to fall asleep in your meditation class yeah.
0: right? <laughs> okay I, yeah and then last up in the health block uh martha stewart is 80. I mean, can you believe that? I can't, I'm sorry that we didn't have a special show devoted to yes. her 80th birthday. Oh okay. uh, yeah, she, wow. She turned, she turned 80 in August and um, we were not invited to the party, but that's okay. Yeah. Cause we just like to click on everything, Martha. So here was one of these, you know, nonsense articles in um, Yahoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's fresh. You know it's fresh. I didn't news. even know Yahoo still existed. <laughs> oh and yeah. You, you always find stuff on, on <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> I I'm just going to admit that my email address is Yahoo address. Okay. Uh, Okay. So this is the headline. This is the first thing Martha Stewart does every single morning for better health. Oh, it's a quiz. Liz and Julie, do you want to guess what the first thing Martha does is?
2: Every morning. Um, She's one of those people that drinks a glass of hot water.
0: Okay. Julie, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think she does yoga. Yeah.
0: She does. She claims she does a crossword puzzle every morning before (laughs) she wakes up. Wow. Okay. So you know that's Good. nonsense. She's not she says before coffee, I do a crossword puzzle. No she one just does that.
1: Hops out of bed and just starts right away. That yes. brain never stops. I know she doesn't sleep much, so she that's said. True.
0: It's yes. just a bother. Sleep is just yeah. a bother. Nothing happens. Uh-huh. So, but <laughs> she does, she does have a longevity minded menu and this is what really caught my eye. Okay. So he, so she, you know, she starts with her green juice. We know that. Okay. Of course. Yeah. With, yeah. Of course yeah. the vegetables come from her greenhouse. Of Got course, of course. Yeah. of course. Okay. Then she has her one cup of coffee. Uh, her breakfast is main grains, cracked oats, like oatmeal, expensive yeah. oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is what caught my eye. This is what Martha Stewart, eighty years old, doyen prisoner uh, <laughs> Ellen. Has, you said
1: that I didn't say has that. As for lunch, yes,
0: yes. well, my point is, if you spent time in the big house, why are you eating this for lunch? She eats three pieces of mozzarella cheese, carrot sticks, and celery.
2: That, that is not kidding. Her lunch. That's not that, her lunch. No, that is no. totally not her lunch.
1: No, <laughs> no. probably... that's a lie. That's Plus, a lie. I
2: see her as a business luncher. Isn't she going yeah. out to lunch? That's
1: Isn't she?
0: You can't go pe- out to lunch and eat that three pieces of mozzarella cheese. I mean, what is the point of even getting I mean, out I mean, of prison? She
1: probably makes. <laughs> She probably made the cheese, Liam. I guess. So, yes. I don't
0: know. It's just yeah. and a lot of water. And then it, she claims at night she has a fish or vegetable based entree and maybe a tiny cocktail. She said a little bit of vodka and a slice of my own homegrown orange with it on the rocks. Mm. OK, She
1: always we... like citrus. Yes, she did.
0: I know, but she's not growing citrus in New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that, Liam. You don't know that.
0: Okay, I'd like to, if somebody has any inside information on the three piece of mozzarella cheese lunch.
2: I'm not sure what the strategy is there. What is the strategy there? But I would, yes, let's, this is a big shout out. If you've ever eaten lunch with Martha Stewart, just (laughs) let us know, what did she have? Because this seems unlikely. Yeah, all right, there you go. Okay, well, at the opposite end of this spectrum, then I would like to reintroduce you to cooking with Liz. (laughs) Because we have we have never done anything from... Oh, wait, no, we did do a Martha Stewart recipe last year. I can't remember. Oh, this Martha Stewart stuffed mushrooms, which now that I've heard this, Leanne, she never eats her own stuffed mushrooms, <laughs> yeah. obviously, because that has a lot of like bread and cheese and things in it. Anyway, so cooking with Liz. I just want to remind people that when I started cooking with Liz early, early in the lockdown, it was because... I didn't really know how to cook, so I would never have named it cooking with Liz if I thought it would go on this long. It should have been something like learning to cook with Liz or Liz goes beyond boiling water, something along those lines. So it's or Liz cooking poorly, I think is really what this is. But I have done a lot of learning. You guys have witnessed. Absolutely.
1: There's been a lot of
2: learning. So, but this month on Cooking with Liz, um, there's a very special theme. Um, I declared it Tucci-tober, and uh, it's all things Stanley Tucci. And uh, Cooking with Liz, FYI, you can watch it on the, in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, every Thursday night live, it's live at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So this past week, I did the polenta taste test with a guest taster in Liz's tasting window. That was exciting, wasn't it? I thought that was very effective. Yes,
1: yeah, it was. It was very entertaining. It was not unpleasant at all, Liz. Yes.
2: Well, Stanley Tucci said the first thing with polenta is you have to decide which kind you like. Well, how am I supposed to do that? I don't know how to. I I I don't know the various kinds. So anyway, so I felt like I needed to do that. That was interesting, um, and got that done. But this week, I'm being a little more ambitious. I am making Stanley's Bolognese. So Ooh. Bolognese sauce. The recipe is in his book called The Tucci Table, which came out in 2014. So a little uh, a little Bolognese, because don't you mm. think
0: that's, you keep telling me to learn how to make staples. That's yeah. a good staple, right? Oh, that's right. a
1: classic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: different than most people think, because it's not super tomato based. i yes. sure yeah. the way right. he makes it. It's, it's right. Yeah. It's, yes. It's- so this week, this will all
2: be posted in the show notes and also in the Facebook group. So this week, I will be making bolognese. Next week, so the 21st, I will be making pasta con alio and olio, which is basically just what his dad used to make every Friday night, pasta with cheese and garlic. Oh, no, no cheese, oil and garlic. Sorry. The whole point is Italian food with no cheese and no tomato. Who knew? So that's what... <laughs> That's what I'm making next week. And then the week of the 28th, you know, you guys probably saw the new TV show, his TV show on CNN, and people went crazy for this spaghetti with zucchini, fried zucchini that he made. So that is the most ambitious thing I'm doing this month. I will be attempting the spaghetti con zucchini al um, And that's on the 28th. But anyway, this week, it's Bolognese, baby, uh, during Tucci-tober.
0: Please, please join me. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Liz, people know how to get this? do, do, do. Yeah, I'll say it again. It okay. is
2: in the Facebook group. I'm live on Thursday nights, every Thursday night in October. It's 5pm for me, 5pm Pacific time, 8pm if you're on the East Coast. And then um, and then the day or two later i also posted it to the atsat sisters instagram channel so you can watch it on instagram you can uh, watch it on facebook uh, in the group and i also put it on our facebook page so it's
0: findable lots of lots of places to watch it okay great yep. yeah a lot yep. of new members to the facebook group so i'm, I'm yeah. guessing they're rushing over for Tucci time so great yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we have Entertaining Sisters. Julie has all her spy shows. So you want to get a notebook out and or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to make some notes. (laughs) Just Uh, peanut
1: butter, Leanne. No jelly. No jelly.
0: All right. But first, we want to thank a sponsor. Liz and Leanne here. And we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow. Do we, We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right. We're back. Uh... What do we have happening here? Oh, oh next week.
2: Some, some tips yeah. on next week's show. This yeah. sounds like it's going to be a good
0: one. Yeah. Next week we're talking to writer Laura Galloway and she has an amazing new memoir out called, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Dalvi mm-hmm. D A L V I. I know it sounds simple, but that's an actually a, uh, an indigenous language of the Arctic. <laughs> and it's because the book is about how she spent six years living above the Arctic circle in Norway after like, a glamorous writing career in New York City, she picked up and moved to Norway for a variety of reasons that we will talk to you about to live with, and I kid you not, a reindeer herder. Okay, oh, so the
1: Sami people, right? She's... And the
0: Sami people, and she learned their language and she learned their culture, and she stayed for six years, and she's put it together in this wonderful memoir. I just thought the writing was wonderful, totally it totally swept me up. I just finished it in a whole weekend. I couldn't put it down. So we're looking forward to talking to Laura about that experience and a really fascinating family backstory that's in the memoir and sort of, you know, comes to a head when she spends six years above the Arctic circle. So, uh, and we're going to talk to her, are we going to talk to her about the Aurora Borealis? Of course we will. So, uh, <laughs> cause that's the law. That's sounds about super Arctic. exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. So looking forward to that. That's next week on the show.
2: Okay,
1: sisters, are you going back to the movie theaters? Have, well, Lynn, I know you haven't been at your house, but have you been to the movies yet? In no, because the
0: the the ArcLight closed in our town. There are no, mm. we don't have a decent movie theater to go to. Oh. I'm not going to a bad movie theater. Oh, okay, okay, mm. Liz, how
2: about you? Well, you went. I to went in.
0: Movies? I went in June. Remember
2: when In the Heights came out? I went to see that opening weekend. But also, I was newly double vaxxed, and the world was getting better and opening up. And then that all slip-slided away. So no, I have not been back. That James Bond movie looks fantastic, but well, see, I just don't know if I'm ready to go to be sit in a the movie theater with a lot of people, Julie. Well,
1: well, this is exactly my question. I'm trying to figure out if I'm ready to go back to the movie theater because I do want to see the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, with Daniel Craig in it. It's the it's the final time he'll be James Bond. Um, but So I'm, I'm in a quandary about that, but because I was in a quandary about that, I said, well, I still want to see a good international spy story. So guess what? I have three recommendations for you sisters. Okay. The the first one is called counterpart. And it's on Netflix, and it stars J.K. Simmons. Now you know him from Law and Order, The Closer, Oz. Mm-hmm. You know that actor, okay? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in this one, he plays a low-level all Berlin. those car
2: insurance commercials. Right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, this now he's playing a low-level Berlin-based agent who discovers. Okay, wait for this. A parallel universe. Okay.
0: Oh, Julie, sure. uh-huh.
1: and yes, it's spy movie meets sci-fi. <laughs> and it has even has a portal in it, now, That's you not know, your
0: thing. You I, don't know, do I portals. Don't
1: like, I don't like portals at all, <laughs> but the acting in this is amazing. Uh, uh, he is really amazing. And the story is well done. It's on Netflix. So if you like portals, if you like a little sci-fi with your spy movie, this is mm. the show for you. Okay. Okay. Now, Leon, I have a one for you. It's mm. called SAS Red Notice. Okay. And this is a very typical shoot 'em up British agents facing terrorists on a train. Okay. There's no new ground there. But the reason that I want to recommend this to you, Leon, is it stars. Wait for this, Sam Huh. Yes. I think I look who? <laughs> Oh, man, he was he's Jamie on Outland. okay, Okay. Okay. I
0: I knew that. I just wanted to make you say it again.
1: No, I know. (laughs) I I looked it up. I listened to it on YouTube. You know, he's he's that fabulously cute uh, Scottish actor. (laughs) <laughs> Sam who, okay. okay. That's not how it's spelled, but that's how it's pronounced. Okay. And he plays sort of this upper crust guy who has his own giant uh, mansion, you know, uh, to live in, but he also happens to be a special air service member mm. and he's the star of it. So oh. if, you don't, if you don't like shoot ups, I would recommend that you watch maybe the first 20 minutes of this and you can see Jamie as the lord of the manor okay okay well, How all right about that? okay and Where
2: this is one is one? on this one is on Amazon prime Julie
0: right Amazon. I looked this up for the show notes yeah. okay
1: thank you Liz okay, okay.
0: oh well I'm sure. gonna take that in. Yes, for sure. Yes, yes. Lord of the Manor, you're going to like that. Yes. Now,
1: the third one I want to recommend is not really a spy one, but that was a surprise to me because they they said that this was about cyber crimes uh, and getting bad people, but it's called Unit Twenty Four, and this is the story of a widowed cop that is tapped to lead a special cyber crimes unit. And the unit includes, of course, this highly attractive woman who's a former hacker, and they hunt down tech-savvy criminals in Belgium. Okay, so Mm. it's uh, it's as an international setting. If you, saw, if you watch this, you would never want to go to Belgium because it looks okay. terrible. It looks <laughs> gritty, <laughs> grimy, unattractive, highly unattractive. But I really like the um, the hacker, Constant Gay, uh, and her teammates. It's definitely worth a watch. It's more of a crime story than an uh, international spy story. But that's also a good one. That's called Unit 42. So. Okay.
2: At the very beginning, you said unit 24, but it's unit. Did, I, did, I, did I really? Yes, it's okay. Whoa, it's okay.
1: That's terrible. No, no, because I was
2: going to ask a follow-up question, but you okay. corrected yourself because you it's, it. it's in the show notes too. It's always in the show notes, people, unit but un, 42. unit 42.
1: Okay. A little dyslexia right now. Okay. <laughs> and that's,
2: that's new. That's yes.
1: new. Okay. There you have it.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the other big TV news that I wanted to share is of course, this Sunday, is the premiere of season three of Succession Mm. on HBO Max. And you guys were way into Succession before I was, right? Both of you got into it very early in season one, right? Yes,
0: yes. So, Julie, do you watch watch succession? Yes, okay. Yes,
2: I yeah, do. I
1: yeah. you you talked me into it. Yeah. I wasn't going to watch it, but now I, I do now.
2: Yes. <laughs> and then both of you talked me into it. So mm-hmm. I caught it at the end of season two, then went back and watched season one. Now I'm very excited about season three. So that's that's Sunday night uh, on HBO Max. But they also have a companion podcast that goes along with it. And the host of the podcast used to be that. Roger guy, or what's his name? Roger something rather from Men in Blazers. So I thought, well, that sounds really good. I will go back and listen to some of the companion podcast just to refresh my memory on the, the various storylines. But then HBO announced that season three of the companion podcast will actually be hosted by Kara Swisher. So that's someone who we have recommended several times on Satellite Sisters. She does the podcast Pivot which I enjoy. She also does the podcast Sway, which I enjoy. So apparently she's getting all the podcasts now, people. I mean, really?
0: (laughs) I cannot believe that. I cannot believe she got another podcast. She has a
2: lot of jobs. She has a lot of jobs. Now here's her approach, Leanne. And for me, the jury is still out about whether this is what I want to hear because she knows a lot about sort of the reality of these stories because it's loosely based on the Murdochs and just a lot of other sort of white collar misbehavior, billionaire criming, which is sort of a a area of expertise for her. She's going to talk about like what is the real story here? What, what is a version of this that happened in real life? Or this is allegedly what the notes say about what she's going to talk about. So I'm not sure I want it demystified. I think I might no. just want to go with the Roy family is real enough for me. And I'm just going with that. Anyway, just thought I'd mention if you want yourself a companion podcast, <laughs> she is doing it and you might want to check it out.
0: That's a good non-recommendation. I yes. like it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I was just it... thinking, you know, Julie and I did those TV recaps. I yes. feel like we were sort of on the cutting edge of that whole format I'm... with our Downton Gabby and, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Outlander.
1: Yes. and Outlander.
0: And um, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to say, I just, yeah, I did think that's a terrible approach. I mean, it's just <laughs> television. It's not just treat it like it's TV. It's well, not listen, a documentary.
2: Yeah. Lee, and she said it's not going to be a recap. It's more, she's, go- oh. she's going to talk to newsmakers who know the oh, story behind That sounds behind terrible. The- <laughs> glad, we, glad we mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So whatever you do, stay away from the companion podcast.
0: No. I'm just saying there's a way to do the TV recap and it's not that. So it is what Julie and I used to do. It is what good TV recappers do. It's having a bit of fun with television because it's television, not real life. So I rest my case. (laughs) Okay. Sold. And I reject that she gets another podcast to host. (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. Well, as long as we're moving on, I do want to remind people that we would be very grateful if you shared Satellite Sisters with your friends. And the best way to do that is send them an episode. It's so easy. If you listen to us from an app on your phone, they've all got these little send features. So if you have an episode that you like, and you've been telling your friends about how much you love Satellite Sisters, but you know they're not playing along with you and listening, just send them an episode and then it's super easy for them to listen. So give that a try. We mentioned last week that some of you also are um, inviting your friends to join the Facebook group. That's fine once they've started listening, but um, the Facebook group is really best if it's people who are on board with the podcast. So anyway, thank you for sharing the sisters. It helps us a lot. Um, Most of all, we want people to listen. And then if they get into the conversations online, that's good too. But listens are are the most fun for us.
0: (laughs) All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show today. Thank you, Sergio. We'd like to thank Emily Loudermilk for doing the graphics for Satellite Sisters. If you want to see Emily's work, it's great to subscribe to Pep Talk, our newsletter. You can do that over at SatelliteSisters.com or follow us on Instagram at sat sisters. Uh A big thanks to our sponsors, to longtime loyal sponsors. We're always grateful to our sponsors. They really do make our show happen. And we're grateful to you for supporting our sponsors because that's how it all works here. That's mm-hmm. the ecosystem, as Kara Swisher would say. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't know. Would she say that? Uh, Again, okay. I yeah. would.
2: I would recommend against picking a fight with Kara Swisher. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. saying.
0: <laughs> I think she has. No, okay. I like her. I just okay. feel like she has enough jobs. That's all. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Uh, it's our to do list time. Time for our to do list. Liz, what's on your to do list today?
2: Well, speaking of time, Leanne, I think it might be time for me. To put the rugs back down in my home, you know, since Mm. I, since I broke my leg and my knee and was on the crutches, the first thing they tell you is take up all your rugs. Everyone trips over rugs. Of course, rugs did not cause my problem, Mm. but I have removed, I have no welcome mat anymore. I took up my dining room rug, my living room rug. And I think I'm just about healed enough so the rugs can go back down. So that's my, by the end of this month, I think I need to rerug the home. Okay. Huge,
0: huge list. That's good. Okay. Be careful right. though. Please be, be careful. careful. No, okay this is not be something careful. I could. I might have Why to call you your son again. R- Why don't
1: you start with one rug? Why start with one rug? How
2: it goes, Leon. I might need to get your son Colin over here again to help yeah. me with that. Okay. He was such a pro at putting my shower door back on. I okay. was so grateful. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, re-rugging. That's that's my to-do list.
0: Albanian. All right. Well, My to-do list is Adele, Adele, Adele. I mean, oh, her new yeah. album, they just announced that it's dropping this week on, I think, well, it's dropping the 15th in England. So it's like the 14th here. And it's, it's been way too long since we've right. had a new Adele album. I've been listening to the old ones over and over and over. So very excited about the new album, Adele's new album. You that's what i'm doing to
1: it on your road trip
0: that you bet good, no right? i know i'm excited yeah as well, you can see
1: my to-do list is all about fall i'm gonna make some hot cider i don't care if, <laughs> i don't care if it's 84 degrees we are having hot cider okay
2: <laughs> like with some it.
1: cinnamon sticks some cloves all la martha stewart i'm going to look up her recipe for it yeah
2: with the little side of mozzarella is that what you're thinking the hot yes. cider
1: <laughs> and the carrot sticks and celery uh-huh.
0: okay. all right well who we're going to be busy this weekend i can see <laughs> got rugs adele and hot cider
2: and ordering some
0: pajamas <laughs> okay. all right all right sisters have a great lit week liz i will see you in arizona see you there lynn okay okay have all fun right. sisters thanks jewel and don't forget, call your satellite sister.